You're listening to the Curiosity Collective podcast and I'm Deepika. In our last episode, we spoke to Aparna Joshi and Tanuja Babri from iCall, a telephone and email-based counseling service run by the School of Human Ecology at the Tata Institute of Social Sciences in Mumbai. They spoke extensively on their observations of, on the nature of distress that's often seen within cities and how their initiative was strategizing to understand and respond to it. We also spoke to Tanuja, who is a professional counselor, about the people behind the helpline. Who picks up the phone when any of us calls in distress and what does it take to be a good counsellor? Um, in our extra today, Tanuja explains the inner workings of iCall and explains what goes on in running a professional psychosocial helpline. We do an interview, you have to apply through the position. Then there is a, tele- then it, there is a basic screening that happens whereby we look at only a main clinical or counselling. Um, then post that there is a telephonic interview that happens. If you clear the telephonic interview, then there is a face-to-face interview. If you clear that, then there is a mock call that you have to clear. Um, so if you clear all of those, then recruit to test skills um, and because people have not been trained at that point of time we are not looking for any uh, any key skills or any advanced skills at that point I think we are very uh, we are just looking at use of process skills basic validation rapport building um, uh, you know normalizing the client's concern or not saying anything problematic um, say if it's a person who's saying that you know I think I like someone who's my my gender uh, but it's wrong and can you help me fix it um, or no moralizing or no advising no solution giving uh, so we keep and look out for that and if the person is able to do that contain the emotion that the person is bringing up then uh, most of the persons recruited two male persons um, rest 12 are female so, uh, when a counselor is new at that point of time, all of their calls have to be debriefed within the team. Uh, there's a two to four overlap period and all of their calls have to be debriefed, calls, emails or chats. Um, over a period of time, um, what happens is uh, that any key cases which are going on, that are debriefed and the team discusses how to handle this, how to respond to this, uh, any challenging cases. Then there is one-to-one supervision which is available, uh, whereby uh, each counsellor is expected to seek supervision from a person who is dedicatedly offering just supervision um, on a regular basis, on a weekly basis at least. Uh, apart from that, uh, there are multiple other things in terms of that there is a buddy assigned. So uh, uh, each person will have a buddy counsellor. So if I am a junior counsellor, I'll have a senior buddy counsellor. The senior counsellor also oversees my work and looks at how I'm documenting, how I'm taking certain calls. Your day starts with, so there are two shifts, there's 8 to 4 and 2 to 10. Um, Your day starts with, once you come into the shift, um, you have a look at the software to understand what are the calls that have come in since the last time that you left office. Primarily, if there are any key calls for which callback has been set with the client, which we identify as crisis cases, whereby they might be harmed to self or others, or any person that might be scared that might, who might have scheduled an appointment and is going to call back. So I'll ensure that I'll definitely go through their transcripts so that in case their call lands and I take up the call. Um, starts by, uh, so to be honest, the service starts at 8 and I'll, we haven't, uh, so you, if you call it between 10 o'clock in the night to 8 o'clock in the morning, a little before that, 7.59, basically you'll get an uh, auto-recorded message. The minute the lines open, the phone start blasting in. Uh, sometimes there are people who are just waiting for it to be 8 o'clock so that they call. Um, the day starts with responding to whatever might come in. And um, to be honest, there's no way of um, 
predicting what the case might be but a lot of times in the morning time uh, not a lot of crisis cases come in uh, because the day is just starting the number of crisis cases is higher in the evening um as the day progresses so um i might depending on whether i'm doing calls emails or chats for the day um i'll offer services till 2 2 o'clock 2:30 um and then there might be some debrief that might happen between 2 to 4 whereby uh, as the phone rings people move and continue to take calls and others stay in the debriefs um at from 3 to 4 i'm expected to document uh, do the documentation a lot of our counselors while they are on call do make some notes um in terms of keywords or phrases that the person might saying or any sort of a timeline that the client is but i basically i fill those notes in that duration um and 4 o'clock the shift ends uh, that is how ideally it is the morning shift is fairly um less exhausting uh because of the the call flow is lesser in the morning but the afternoon shift um and even in the afternoon shift the 6 to 10 o'clock the call flow is much higher also because people are leaving work at that point of time um so you are really caught up in terms of you know you have to um also like counselors will have uh, will have staggered lunch breaks all of, everybody can't go on lunch together uh which are very very interesting because these are simple things that you might have in any office space which you um, because of a format that you work in you don't have an option of being able to take a break break with your friend uh so counselors try and sort of figure out when their break timings can be and if so you can have lunch and then after you finish your lunch then i will go have lunch so all of that is monitored which also means that um you're working very closely and not only just you know physically or professionally but emotionally with everybody around you um i think the team themselves are so compassionate and so kind and so supportive of each other that everybody will be really mindful of everybody's limitations um say that if i am not feeling okay then people will come to me ask me what is going on you know what you take a break and don't take a call at this point of time um so everybody is also mindful of each other's mental health and the mental states that they might be in if there's been an exhaustive call then they'll say that okay why don't you take a walk for a 10 minutes 10 minutes and come back um but ideally this is what you'll see going around in nicol office if you were to step in um the diversity of people who the people who are calling i think are extremely diverse i think one thing that i can say having worked as a counselor in icol is that you can never predict what it might be okay it um at the same time it's also really really satisfying because you're connected to so many people's narratives and you're part of so many people's journey of their own growth and um their own recovery uh but a uh, majority of the people who are calling are from the age group of 11 to 30 years old um at the same time there are people from other age groups but at this point 40% of our usage is within the group of adolescents and young people um the kind of concerns that people might bring in is really unpredictable and um sometimes you know sometimes it's really distressing for you also as a therapist to hear to those narratives and be a part uh, of those narratives um sometimes um you know concerns related to violence suicidality or any kind of discrimination that might be happening problems where you as a therapist might feel that you know i might contribute little to those um but at the same time people also reaching out to say that you know you gave me this homework and this is what helped and this is how i'm doing uh, so the day might be mixed with 
all of these narratives for people uh, but i think uh, what's most important is that every counselor tries to create a space uh, for every client whereby they can um, you know they can contain their emotion they can reflect upon it they can offer inputs to help them you know help them recover progress or explore whatever goal that they came um so the kind of work and as a it's true of any helping professional more so for helplines because the kind of workloads that they're handling is much higher than what you would see in a face to face setup right um on a and on and on average they are responding to at least 5 to 7 calls in a day uh, at least and which could be much higher um and uh, they and they're not just responding to contain their emotion they are listening to them and listening to really understand what they're saying and uh, contributing to whatever can be done to help this person um for, so burnout is a very real problem as i was saying that um burnout fatigue or maybe just having days where you can't have it or maybe having days where sometimes you might not have the capacity to contain what is going on inside you so that barely leaves you with any energy to contain what someone else might be bringing um we encourage all of our counselors to seek therapy now we offer a self care allowance so a certain amount of money is offered to everybody on a yearly basis which subsidizes counseling to them and they can go to any counselor um and now this we are we are also looking at opening up this amount not only for therapy but any activities that they might think helps them feel better um and this is something which is offered to every person on an annual basis so this is not only limited to counselors all research staff support staff admin staff everybody has access to this amount um which is also because we as an organization believe that therapy helps in personal journey um apart from that i think we constantly keep on uh working with people also to understand and unpack what is reasonable accommodation so um people so it might be related to you know of doing a certain shift for a certain amount of day time uh, maybe taking some time off maybe uh, being able to given a certain kind of work maybe given a break from this profile so we work with all of those things uh, but as counselors i think one is it's really really important to understand your own capabilities of what you can and what you cannot do knowing when your own resources are feeling depleted and knowing that uh, right now right now is the time that i need help um not feeling any shame in terms of accessing help for yourself Uh, um apart from that it's very important that you create spaces for yourself where you can open up without shame without distress despair um and talk about what you're going through of which is a non-judgmental space um and not only just one it's important that you create these multiple spaces for yourself which are outside of your work uh because the work itself is exhausting and so it's important for you to create um your own identity and your own spaces outside of it which make you feel rejuvenated and more like yourself um and at the same time you know having this ethical responsibility of knowing when i need to step out and when uh, when i'm in a position or when i'm in a mental space to be able to work with a client and when i'm not uh, that is something that i would say any therapist for that matter needs to listening to people's journey of change and being part of this journey um, i think i think it's such a privilege um and um, a helpline such as this i think um I, to be honest i have had times where i felt that you know i want to call someone like i call i mean i 
but at the same time in my capacity i can't do that um and i feel that um or i might be having a bad day or a difficult day at work to be honest um and so we all sit in the same room and i hear people talk to clients and uh, because it's all in the same room and sometimes it fills me with hope and it fills me with uh, you know so much warmth to know that oh god i mean just listening to that feels so good just listening to a narrative whereby a counselor might be saying that um you know treat yourself with compassion the fact that you reached out at risk despite of all of this is sign of such a huge courage um and can you identify that courage in yourself um and this is a voice that the person may not be hearing in their life otherwise um but at the same time i do understand that this is one voice amongst 50 other voices so it might you know get lost somewhere uh but i think that itself is resistance to uh to you know to whatever larger dominant narratives which are there around you um people i've worked with people who over the years i've worked with people who have been feeling suicidal and i've worked with them for two days and post that they've never called back uh but i know for a fact that that is something that contributed to their life um i've worked with people to be honest and it's it's very very strange and i you know like sometimes i might be at a, a social event or something representing i call and someone comes to me and tells me that you know um sometime back someone came to me and told me that i've been using i call services and to be honest i call saved my life um and something from that to just knowing that we are contributing to a narrative to someone's life to say that you're important what you're feeling is important what you're feeling is valid um and you and I can sort of work on this together so um i think i think we are, we feel and we find ourselves really fortunate to be able to contribute to people's life and and i'm saying that the first narrative is as important as this one um and i i think that is what you know encourages and inspires to do what we're doing uh that is what um inspires you to sort of you know despite the exhaustion fatigue to keep coming back and keep be connected to people in this way if you'd like to learn more about icall visit the website icallhelpline.org if you'd like to access the helpline number it's 0222552111 i repeat it's 0222 2552-1111. They are available from Monday to Saturday from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. To read further and access resources related to iCall and the conversations around mental health in Indian cities, visit our website www.thecuriositycollective.org. And don't forget to join us for our next TCC episode where we shift gears to another big topic in cities, garbage. And that's how we begin our four-part series called Trash Talk. This episode has been made with the support of Srinidhi Raghavan and produced by the Bangalore Recording Company.